Kevin is back. I'm back. You are back. You are back at your apartment in your town, in your country. Yes. And back at the recording schedule. It's good to have you back, man. It I does mean, feel good to be back. Like, I don't know if other people have this. Like, I always feel kind of guilty whenever I come back from vacation because it's like, I was so lucky to have the time of my life in, in this beautiful place and had all this fun. But boy, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I'm back in my thing. It's like, everything's nice. Everything's the way that it needs to be. The shower is not weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think that our uh, podcast has a very well documented mm-hmm. <laughs> various uh, shower dinguses uh, that we've had to deal with, but um, every every vacation brings on some new weird shower dinguses. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's okay. I think you don't. You shouldn't feel like guilty or whatever, because when you're traveling, it's beautiful and you get to see new things and meet new people, and it's incredible. But it's also super unstable like it's you you have no stability you have nothing to rely on like yeah. that you that it's familiar and comforting so i really like the feeling when i get back to my own bed <laughs> after like weeks of traveling yeah it's the, the best. best um i've had so much good food though my god <laughs> italians they know what they're doing um mm-hmm. i have to say though uh i have to file a complaint <laughs> to italy uh, <laughs> um oh no. for for anyone with on behalf of everyone that has nut allergies like it was so difficult to have food anywhere anywhere and i don't think it's because, because everything has nuts or they don't no, know but because nobody knows <laughs> and everyone's oh, like no. kind of scared i guess and everyone's like <laughs> i don't know and they're just like I really wouldn't recommend eating anything. Like, if I told you, like, how many restaurants we went to and then, like, had to leave because of that, it was just, like, way higher than any other places that I've been to before. That's crazy. Just, like, they're, like, yeah, like, but we, we're not really sure, like, our pasta, like, if there's something in the air or whatever, or I don't know, like, they're, they've been, obviously, people are being, are being careful and cautious, but, like, it's been, like, every meal, I feel like I might die, <laughs> was basically what would happen, um, and also, like, lots of, I mean, you know, I don't want to make uh generalizations based on individual people, but like I've like I've been to restaurants where it's like I order something and they're like it, it, I eat I basically get two responses. It's whenever I ask like, hey like just so you know, like I have a nut allergy, so just like make sure that there's no nuts in whatever dish that I'm ordering. I get two reactions. I get either oh no you can't have anything or I get the what you're ordering pasta why would there even be nuts in that of course there's no nuts like why like what a stupid question right (laughs) i got like one or the other and i feel like these two people need to talk to each other (laughs) because (laughs) it's like overly i don't know if it's overly paranoid if it's legitimately uh concerned for real reasons or what but it's been so frustrating. And then I've been places where they're like, oh, no, this is fine. There's no nuts. And then 
I got something and it was like a little sauce and I just like asked like, hey, like just to be sure, like there's no nuts in that, right? And they're like, oh no, there's a lot of nuts in this. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Um, so yeah, it Whoa. has been very challenging, but I'm damn. glad that I survived. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> so like that's another aspect that is fun to be back home. It's like, oh, I'm back here. I can have pretty much all any food that I want. Like it's fine. People know how to deal with allergies. Like this is a thing that they've seen before. So anyways, but... <laughs> Otherwise, like I would recommend Italy. <laughs> Big thumbs up. It was a lot of fun. I saw all the museums, all the, you know, the cathedrals and the the churches and the any everything you have to see. I've seen it. Um, so it was, it was really fun. Nice. Not only you've seen it, but you also took pictures. Oh my goodness! Lots of them. So Your Instagram feed has been on fire. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Every day, I basically had five hundred pictures. Um, it was pretty crazy, but for me, it's like, I love photography and I don't get to do it that much. Like in my own city, mm -hmm. it's, it's rare that you just kind of take the time to go out and shoot some pictures, even though I try mm -hmm. as much as possible. But, um, so going on vacation, like a big part of that for me is taking pictures. So, and, and I'm like really not the touristy type kind of picture taker, like, most of my pictures don't have people in them um i'm very there to like try to it's like a i don't know it's like a creative outlet kind of kind of thing yeah. for me um and that's like su that makes going on trips super fun so um so yeah that's that's been really great but honestly like one other thing that i think we should talk about uh at some point i don't know if i'm skipping ahead too much but it's like I'm a I think I'm a bad vacationer. <laughs> like how so? So I feel like so much of taking vacations is about consumption. Like you're going mm -hmm. to these museums, you're uh seeing the city, you're eating the food, you're you're just kind of like soaking it all in. And I feel like photography definitely is like one way for me to be like, okay, but let me create something like I need to do something, not just look at museum exhibits all days. And like, you know, I need to make something. I can't just stand there and walk around all day without doing anything. And so a kind of weird result of that is that I that I've noticed uh, on this trip. Is like, I don't think I can go on vacation without starting a new side project. <laughs> and so um, in this vacation, I've also started a new side project. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I started working on a new I'm app. I'm curious now. Actually. Of course. That I'm, uh, that I'm probably okay. never going to ship. Let's, let's face it. <laughs> but do you want to say what it is? I think I can. It's like, I, actually, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I should or shouldn't. So maybe this is now your time to talk me into it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to help my motivation or if it's going to destroy my motivation for, for this. What do you think I should do? Should I, should I talk about it? I've seen both type of motivators, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, both strategies fail on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. So no matter what happens, I, I'm not going to ship it anyways. So. I think it will make a difference. I think it's all on you, right? It's not necessarily outside pressure, I don't think. But <laughs> what do I know? That is very true. All right. Okay. I, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, also, I'm very curious, and that's good podcast material, so I would ask you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. it's. I feel kind of weird about this kind of idea, because I feel like when I talk about it, I think most people's reaction is, like, not that excited <laughs> about <laughs> this idea. So I've been like trying to figure out like what's the best way to talk about it. So hopefully I do. Good okay. Um, All right. So, you know, when you're either if you're in your own city or if you're in a new city, like if you're traveling, um, one thing that I'm constantly looking for is what are the what are the nice coffee shops and restaurants and stores that I should go to? Do you have sure. this feeling yeah. like and typically what what you do is like typically either you go to like Google Maps app or whatever and type restaurants and then get a but like literally all the restaurants that are there, including like McDonald's and all these things. Or um, maybe you go to like Eater, which I think has much better kind of restaurant recommendations. Um but their their website is so terrible. <laughs> like the map doesn't show where you are. Like I'm like I'm in this location. Like tell like what is close to me that is good. So it, by all measures, it seems like this should be a solved problem. Like there's Eater, okay. there's Yelp, there's Foursquare, Foursquare is huge here. there's uh. Apple Maps, Google Maps, everyone right. is trying to give you recommendations for places to go. And yet, right. I'm sitting here after a meeting at night and I need to go to a restaurant somewhere and I cannot find where I should be going. So, for the last few years, like I've been collecting like a series of favorites of stuff in like Apple Maps, for example. Um, that now like they have the collection stuff that doesn't work properly half right. of the time. But uh, <laughs> um, so basically, my idea is I want to create an app that has that is highly curated. So the only things that are in the app are really great places. And according to whom? According to me. I am I am the curator. I am the the maker of this. These are the places that are nice to me. So, okay. for example, I value the atmosphere and the design of the space much much more than probably the average person. And so, it is skewed towards that. It also obviously skewed towards quality of, of food and stuff like that, but like it's not the crazy expensive stuff. But it it is also not McDonald's. <laughs> and I have a bunch of other ideas for, like, things that could be interesting. So, like, one th- one problem that I personally have often is, like, if I go to, like, a new restaurant, I often don't know, don't know like, what should I get here? 
like because I can go on the menu and pick something that I'm like used to, but oftentimes like restaurants have like a dish, a thing that is like that you should really try and you should really right. like get. And so right. that's also something that I want to collect as part of this app that is like, all right, here's like a great restaurant or great coffee shop or great whatever. And here's what you should get. Um, and on top of that, obviously, like right now it's starting, it's mostly, well, right now it's entirely just curated from me. But I was thinking that because I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that have that I would say have good taste and we kind of share like a similar taste for for what we like. Um, so I was thinking it would be sort of this like kind of exclusive invite only um, sort of curator role where um, these people would be like trusted people that can add new locations into the app that kind of populate the different the different cities uh, and uh, potentially eventually in the future like you could like as things branch out and there's more and more content into the app you could decide to follow specific people so you could e either go to the main feed of like here's all the things that kind of like go through kind of my layer of approval or you could just follow like hey i really like rafa's taste so i'm gonna i'm gonna follow you and then the the pics on the As map you when you open the, yeah when you open the map you'll see like oh rafa said this is good and this is like obviously much closer to like some of the other apps like what they do but i like i want to filter out average population i could not care less what the average population does like the way that i kind of think about it is for me, like the difference between Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd. Like Letterboxd, I follow, I don't know, I follow maybe 20 people on there, but it's like, these are people that I like really trust. Um, and I know that if they have something on their wish list uh, that they want to see, and if they like watch a movie, that that's going to be good. Um, so that's kind of my idea. And there's tons of websites that <laughs> collect so some similar things but the websites are frustrating to use so i'm just kind of like collecting all of them into an app um and the f you know the first reason is like i just need a place for all of my things to go into and um apple maps is just like not very great for that and google maps isn't either um like another thing that's like really important for me is like great photography so like <laughs> they all have the pictures are, are so bad like in all of these apps like i don't want like a close-up of a of a plate like <laughs> these dishes all look kind of the same like i want to see what the place looks like um so that's what i started building it's very simple right now like it is functional i have i have a back end <laughs> where i can remotely like add new places I have like a map view where you can tap in, see the details view of the place and see like what's the recommendation of what you should get, um, including with like some links to say like the Instagram of the place or stuff like that. Um, so that is that is my side project that I started uh, while I was on vacation. <laughs> what do you think about it? While you were on vacation? Jeez. Yeah. 
So you were coding this app while on vacation? Yes. <laughs> Not all you day, but like, wrong. you know, you get to the hotel or Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of want to do something else. You can't always just be visiting. So, Okay. <laughs> You're clearly doing vacation wrong. But I, I admire this. I, I can relate in a way, although I think not as bad. Okay. Um, quick reactions for me. First is like, okay, yes, sounds good. I'll have it. Like, I want to use it. Sure. Uh, secondly, it's like, well, the big, huge question mark here for the success of this app that I would think of is it needs to have a lot of content. And you can say, well, right now it only works in Montreal and then we'll expand to Amsterdam once Rafa says yes. And then, but anyway, so, so you can expand very slowly and even you like, okay, you are in charge of sourcing the Montreal scene and maybe you can do restaurants and coffee shops. And even then just for yourself, like if you want to expand it and add more content, that's a big task. And, you know, cause the world is a big place. So if you want to have the app useful in anywhere in the world, you need to outsource data entry effectively with people you trust. Um, and that's why, you know, like you have companies like, I forgot the name, like you have companies, uh, I can think of uh, Zumato in Portugal is big or whatever, like some uh, services products in where they have someone like professional photographers, they go to the places, they take professional photography, they do the data entry, they rate it or whatever. Um, or you can do just publicly like source. So like Google Maps, people will just review it and add their own pictures. And that way you can have a lot of information, but probably not very curated or very good. Uh, so you're like somewhere in the middle and where you will not really hire reviewers, at least not now. But you also don't have that massive amounts of data to make it useful. So right now I think it will, the, the growth of the app, and I don't know where you even want to take it, um, but that's the like the biggest concern for me. I, I, I wouldn't know how to solve for that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, and I mean, I'm not building an empire here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm fine even if it's just like small. Uh, I'm not doing the like city by city sort of expansion. Because um, like one thing too is like, um you mentioned it's like oh like you can do montreal but it's like i can do so much more than montreal like i follow a lot of people on instagram that post about cool places all the time and every time i see it i like go right now like to my maps and then like go at it it's like i can add like a lot of places that i just personally want to go everywhere in the world um obviously i don't have that kind of same level of like knowing everything like what you should get and stuff like that um but yeah so basically like number one is like i don't need to cover the entire world immediately one two i as a single person like i can cover more than just the city that i currently happen to live in because i follow a lot of people and like i do a lot of research like say I, i go to italy it's like i spend you know i spend like two weeks you know looking at all the reviews all the ratings all the the places and right now we've talked about caf- cafes and restaurants but i also have stores and i have hotels and airbnbs that are also like all in the app which i think is also like really interesting um because for example like we did like um 
sort of like a cottage weekend in like a super cool Airbnb that like you don't necessarily find unless you do a lot of research where like mm. this could kind of surface the cool stuff and show you like where should you go, you know? Um, so that, and then on top of that, it's like, yeah, like there's a lot of people that also I think have great taste around the world. And so if I build something cool enough, I'm hoping that these people will see it and want to contribute to it and be part of it. Um, at some point, mm-hmm. obviously like this is <laughs> really like, just start uh, starting right now and it's probably not going to go anywhere but um but yeah so that's that's the plan that's the idea yeah no i'm i'm excited like i want to see and like this. I, honestly I, and i, I hope really you're gonna add your looks. favorites <laughs> but <laughs> I, yeah no, like, i totally will and i'm doing i mean right now i'm doing like some personal work like i don't know that i could just kind of give you access in the app to like literally all the fields because it's not just on your end it's not just like tapping like a plus button on a location (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. i need to then go on the hunt for images for that location so like oftentimes is it means like searching through like their website their instagram and like finding the right images um but um but yeah, like I'm, I'm probably gonna do like a thing where it's like, s- some people have access in the app that they can type in a location and say like I recommend it, and then it adds it to kind of my queue of stuff that I want to then mm-hmm. add like the necessary kind of media, um, and then I can decide to reject the recommendation if I if it doesn't fit my criteria. All right. So and how how is it going? How are you doing it iOS? Are you building it? writing for ios yeah yeah i'm doing ios because i don't care about android and um the whole point of this is to not be a website so uh, i'm doing (laughs) i'm doing ios um sorry all android people but it's like i'm i'm not gonna you know do my side project on a platform that i don't own so (laughs) yeah i'm just doing ios for now um i thought hey this might be a great excuse to play with swift ui and so (laughs) i started looking into (laughs) looking into it and it is awesome like swift ui is gonna be incredible in like maybe three years (laughs) from now (laughs) right now i find that there's so many dead ends like mm-hmm. I started building like a simple table view controller. And then I was like, oh, I want to use the new like inset group style that's in iOS. And it's like, oh, there's no option for that <laughs> in SwiftUI. So either you don't do that or you just not use SwiftUI for this table view. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm not using SwiftUI for this. And then it's like, then I'm trying to find like, okay, well, maybe this one view I could do SwiftUI. And then there's like, this other i forget what it was but this other like little thing that's like oh but swift ui just like makes it basically impossible for me to do this like one little behavior it's like god damn it so yeah it's been it's been really frustrating like right now i'm I'm Uh using swift ui for one view into the app basically (laughs) like um the sign in the sign up (laughs) yeah maybe uh but there's no sign in or anything right now because it's me but um Mm -hmm. it's the details screen there's like um you have like the table view and before you have like a header view that has a um 
like paging view controller that like right. I've turned into a, a Swift UI component where you can like swipe through images. And then there's like a, a text and icons and buttons and a bunch of stuff laid out at the top of the screen. That's like kind of detail information about the place. Um, so that's the basically the only thing I've been able to use it for so far. Damn. Um, yeah, it is. Here, it is very annoying. So I've been fighting with SwiftUI for a long time as well, and also the, just the lack of documentation is so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but the problem for me is, you know, if you're on iOS, if you hit a roadblock with SwiftUI, if you hit a wall, you're like, well, screw this. I won't use SwiftUI. I'll use UIKit. Um, on the watch. It's like, well, if you don't want to use SwiftUI, you have freaking WatchKit, yeah. <laughs> which is not good. Yeah, good I've, I've, I don't know. I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, I because I'm not experienced. Like, I was gonna say iOS developer. I'm not an experienced watchOS developer, even like any kind of developer, really. Um, mm. Like, I've been having a hard time making the the switch in how you think of Swift, like a Swift file, a view controller, because you don't, like a view is not even a class, like a protocol in SwiftUI. And I'm trying to like create logic, like, hey, I'll have this function that will update this one thing, and then I will call this function in whatever. Like you can't really call functions inside yeah. SwiftUI. SwiftUI is just literally to assemble the UI. And I have I have a really hard time, like separating the ui part from all of the rest and how do they connect it's it's been it's been challenging anyway i just needed to yeah no it's really frustrating oh i i remember too like i had a thing where it's like i have an image i need to resize the image down and make it fit like a certain frame and it's like the examples they have just like magically happen to work i copy the same code on my thing and it basically like extends the view so that there's no there's like no uh not that there's no margins but it's like imagine like a phone view and imagine an image but the image extends on both sides by like 50 pixels and basically expands the size of all the table views to be like a cut off 50 pixel on one side cut off 50 pixel on the other side which is like not even a thing you could even do like in normal <laughs> swift code it's like I don't know what happened here. Like, it's just assuming that the size of the phone is bigger when I have this same code that they use on some uh, some tutorial website. It's like, I don't know what happened. Um, and then you don't know if it's a bug of SwiftUI or you just did something wrong, a bug in your yeah. code. It's, it's just And all of the WWDC sessions, like all of that syntax is already outdated. So yeah. even if you try, just... <laughs> It's been challenging. It's been challenging. Yeah. But hey, speaking of apps that had a successful launch and are done, and probably not in SwiftUI, uh, Weatherline, you 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 tweeted, um, you you worked on that a little bit. You want to tell us more? Yeah, I did. I I think I talked about it a, a little bit before on the show. Um, I was working with uh, my friend Ryan uh, on it a little while ago, and this was like kind of the first. Pro- real project that i use figma on um so it like it really showed like what figma is good at because 
uh, Ryan doesn't obviously doesn't live in Montreal. So like we've been working on this entirely remotely. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the, his brief was kind of interesting. So he came to me and he already had like a really solid idea of what he wanted. He had some wireframes and already had kind of like the core foundations of the app laid out. And he knew, and I was also like a user of Weatherline before. Um, so like we both knew that, you know, we didn't want to change the concept of the app that, that, you know, what makes Weatherline great is like, it's kind of graph like approach um, to things. So, and then typically it's like, it's not really a thing that I do. <laughs> like, um, I don't, I don't do a lot of projects like this. Um, typically like I only work on kind of bigger rethinking of things um and not that i do uh, freelance either anymore uh but i was like i love the app ryan's a friend all right like let me see if i can help you out um so a lot of my work on this was mainly just purely ui focused um but it's it's been super interesting like to see how we can kind of bring this app to like a a, a more modern state um introduce themes and um add like there was a lot of like new features that we were adding like um the um the radar view and um a lot of like really cool features where it like merges data from like all like three different providers to give you like the most accurate um data for like rain and uh, temperature and stuff like that um so there's a lot a lot of like kind of information design challenges here and also like kind of fitting that into the app and then making it easier for people to navigate between different locations so yeah it ended up being a like a really fun project um and so i was happy to like <laughs> use this as a, an opportunity to also uh, ship my new website um and so i wrote a little case study on it and uh, the cool part about it i think it was fun for me to do is that um the screenshots will reflect uh whether or not you're in in dark mode so if you're in dark mode you'll Saw see that. the dark screenshots of the app and if you're in Smart. light mode you'll see the light version of the app so it's kind of neat little uh little touch that you can do that's super easy uh to do in html um yeah. and uh yeah so that was, that was really fun uh this can go off the record or like so what i'm still what exactly in the app did you work on are like all of the ui effectively yeah all the ui so basically i redrew the the icons like basically what i got was like a like a paper sketch of like okay we want to have this kind of index screen that has shows kind of a a summary and then when you like tap into it it opens up this full screen view um so like we didn't we didn't want to rock the boat too much. Like if you've used Weatherline one, it's like you feel right at home, like very comfortable. Uh, there's some stuff that we worked on that like we haven't shipped yet. So <laughs> um, stay tuned for some of that stuff. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it was like re kind of remat replacing some of the elements in the app, giving it like a modern take and then adding, designing like a bunch of different themes. So Overall, it was like a pretty quick project, uh, but even stuff like that like requires a lot of thought and a lot of like attention to, like, <laughs> even things like just weather icons. 
so hard to design. <laughs> like there's so many different <laughs> states and so many different kinds of weather to have in a in this kind of format. And so I tried to give them all of them like this sort of like coherent um look and feel. Yeah. So yeah. it looks great. It looks really, really good. Thank I you. honestly when I saw the apps on Twitter, like when when the DLT came out and I downloaded it and I installed it and I was like, this is great. It looks great. It looks very Apple-y, but still its own thing. Um, it, it felt right at home. I was like, this is amazing. And I didn't know you had anything to do with it. <laughs> like, I totally forgot that this was the app because I knew we were working on, well, I didn't know. I didn't connect the dots. And then only later when you tweeted about your website and the screenshot thing, I was like, wait, oh. <laughs> That was Kevin. That makes it all, so much sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> I was yeah. behind it all along. No, really, really, really good job. Honestly, this is one of. I have no way for this not to sound fake, but I swear I mean it when I say this is one of my favorite uh, apps, like design wise, uh, coming out this year. Honestly, like it's it's really good. I'm a fan. Cool, awesome. Fan. Well, Big thank fan. you. Yeah, yeah. And so, speaking it. of that website. Um, I really want to talk about it because your website is finally your new your redesign oh your God. new version it's finally out. Before we talk about that though, and we did tease it a little bit, I think we should talk about our very good friends and sponsors of this show, Flatiron. Let's do it. All right, so yeah, let me tell you about Flatiron. So if you're an entrepreneur that's running your own business or a marketer uh, diving deeper into user behavior, or uh, just someone who loves design like you and I. Uh, it's time to level up your creative chops. Design your future by learning UX and UI design at Flatiron School in just 24 weeks at one of their global WeWork campuses or online. Their committed instructors have both industry and teaching experience and are backed by their master teachers and learning experience designers to ensure that you get the best possible support. While you're in school, you'll work on client projects and graduate with a portfolio of real client work. That's super awesome. Uh, so you can change careers with confidence and with one-on-one -on -one support from their dedicated career coaches and a money-back guarantee. Uh, for complete details, go to flatironschool.com terms. Join the global community of change makers at flatironschool.com layout. Our thanks to Flatiron for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Uh, okay, so we teased a uh, new website. Remember the redesign your website layout month <laughs> or whatever? I can barely remember it, to be honest. It was so long ago. It was ago. more than a year ago. Yeah, we, so you totally made it. A little bit late, but you totally made it. Congrats. Uh, you've shipped a redesigned version of your website. I got to say, it does look a bit different from like the work in progress back then. So you've, it's not that you just finally flipped the switch and shipped it. Like you actually, you've been working on it more. <laughs> and it's, it's live. It supports dark mode. So, you know, it's new. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, by the way, I just got the new edits on the show notes. Oh my goodness. Now. Um, wow. 38 minutes later. Uh, thanks, Apple Notes. Wait, so anyway. which, which edits have you gotten though? <laughs> I don't know. I just got a notification saying new edits. Let me see. No, I still don't have it. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, 
So your website is is up. It's I don't want to just like praise you all all episode. Um, That's okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> I think it does look really good. Um, it's one of those things like it's like I, I I wish I'd done something like this, which always happens. Um, it's good to know that some people also think the same with you. Is like, oh, okay, so it's not so that's like a pattern here. Um, I think it looks really good and interesting without going crazy. Like cause some are like some are like, oh, this is an art thing, like an art installation. Right. <laughs> it's not supposed to be usable, and I think you strike a good balance between. It's interesting visually. It's like different and has cool things, but it's still very much, you know, structured and readable and understandable and all that, all that stuff. Um, it looks really good. Congratulations! I I love the one little detail. I love them. So if you if you click on let's say Weatherline, the case study, I like that sandwich of iOS app year Weatherline and the little app icon the app store icon and the get it an app store with the i don't know that whole thing it's pretty well balanced nice I like it. cool thank you um yeah so this is something i've been working on for such a long time um there's something interesting about this one because i find i find it excruciatingly hard to design a personal website like it's it just takes a lot out of me um and i'm a really picky person so <laughs> i'm actually very hard to please uh when it comes down to that stuff and i found that with this new version like i the fact that i've worked on it for such a long time i feel like i've i don't know in a way i've kind of like grown with this website <laughs> and i i just feel still feel like very happy about it I feel like it really represents me and I feel like it's a good basis that can work with and keep evolving over time. And I think that's really what you want in a personal website is not make something that you'll get tired of like tomorrow, at least because for me, like it takes me so much time <laughs> that I can't just turn around and, um, you know, and remake it all the time. Um, but like I think we've talked about it a little bit in the past of like why am I even making this? Like I don't I don't need a job. Like I have one. I'm happy, you know. I but I think it's so important for us as designers to document the work that we're doing and to have like a place where you can go back and see like oh yeah, like this is what I did. Like this is what I was thinking about. This is where I was at. These were my, those were my learnings because the stuff that we do is so intemporal like we've just shipped this new version of weatherline it will be around for how long maybe like a year two years at most right like these things that we make are so uh temporary i guess yeah and i feel like it's for me it's important to have some kind of like archive of that um so that's like my personal reason for doing it i also think that from just like a strategic point of view i would really encourage like any designer any designers to do to have something because hey you never know when something might happen and you might either be like go from your company or like something happens like you have to move and leave your job or something like that 
and you need your portfolio, like having that already be done while it's fresh in your memory, you know the all the details that happen in your projects, like that's so important to remember that because literally everyone, whether you do client work or whether you try to join like a, a company, they will ask you for a portfolio. So putting in the work when it's not absolutely required will save you a lot of um, a lot of pain <laughs> later on in your life. And I think there's a lot of benefits, even if you're not looking for a job, to have like a really solid showcase of your work. So like if you want to do talks at conferences or if you, um, you know, even people like sometimes like want to do like interviews and stuff like that. Like I did one with um, rookie.design a while back and you know they they always ask like oh like can you show us like some recent projects that you've done and it's like oh wow my website was so old and so out of date um so having something that is remotely recent where you can get to showcase your work i think is a really good time investment if you can afford that as a designer now for me that means it took me a really long time because I can I basically had maybe two hours a week that I could work on it, right? So it's like not progressing very fast. And um, I would say that I shipped this website. It's about like 80 or 90% of the way there. Like there's still a lot of stuff that bother me about it or that are broken. So like, for example, the uh, projects page um, on kind of an iPad size is basically like just one big column with humongous images <laughs> like that doesn't look amazing um but you know this crosses the threshold of at least i find of being better than what i had before so as soon as it crossed that threshold i was like all right go let's ship it um i've only published kind of these two new case studies i have so many more and that's something that I'm excited to be working on, like in the next few months is working on like adding more of these case studies. And um, so this from a more technical standpoint, like this website is using uh, Gatsby and it's finally hosted on Netlify, which is super awesome. Um, and uh, so basically Gatsby is like a static site generator using React. So I use it as a as a way to learn React. Um, but also, like, React has been really awesome uh, as, like, a tool for for portfolios, I find. Um, because, like, you can see if you look through the website, I'll have a link in the show notes, um, especially on desktop. The layouts for each project is very different. Like, I'm create it's, it's sort of art-directed in a way. Like, it's not themed, but um, no. each one is sort of like, like a magazine, magazine sort of inspired spread with different columns different layouts um and so i've just created this this set of components that i'm using and and composing in different ways on all these pages and that's really allowed me to be very creative in the way that i do my case studies and that's been super important for me because i get i'm i have a hard time like sitting down and writing like there's just something that's I feel like I'm trying to always trying to find every excuse to do anything else. Um, so actually like having the opportunity to play with some design and layout ideas really is like a thing that motivates me to like 
push through the writing. Um, and so I see this as like a very creative space where I can continue to design things, even though the layout of the website is generally set. Um, so hopefully this will be a living thing. Of course, like I can say whatever I want now. Let's let's talk again, <laughs> like in a year, and see if anything's changed, anything's evolved. Um, but as I'm sitting here, like I'm super proud of it, super happy about it. Uh, I'm glad that I pushed through, and uh, my apologies <laughs> for all the people that put their effort into making their website, and I actually made the deadline for the layout redesign your website <sighs> month. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I actually did it. I completed it, so I didn't abandon it. So I, I'm I'm very proud of that. Now I kind of want to redesign my one. <laughs> but it's funny, like you said, you know that it's like oh, like you're looking at it and you're like oh, this is cool. Like I I want to redesign my website. But I feel like I had this feeling. Like the reason why I started this is when you had just redesigned your website, <laughs> right? Like I, I feel like we're always like kind of envious of like the the latest person to like redesign yeah, the website yeah. <laughs> um, so i think i have a i have a bit of a pass until you uh you do redesign your website and then I yeah no no it's my over. turn not it's my turn now i'm gonna spend a year redesigning my own website and when i finally shift it ship it you're like oh man yeah i'll be like gosh <laughs> god damn it i need to, to start this over but um yeah i mean you you touched briefly on uh, Gatsby and React. Uh, I never like my website. My personal website was never complex enough to even justify having a React site. You know, um, it's always either like a one pager or whatever. I've been very slowly, but behind the scenes, um, transforming like adding stuff to my own site because when I shipped it, it was literally a HTML page and a CSS page, and I don't even think I have any JavaScript. Maybe a script or two. Um, and I've been now it's the eleventy. I've built in a blog thing on the back end. I've been it's it's evolving slowly, even though the front still looks the same. But I've always been still curious to. I never actually use Gatsby, even though you know Gatsby is super popular right now. Yep. It 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 powers a big chunk of sites on Netlify. Like it's very popular. You can see it, and and I never actually got into it. Um, so it's curious how you mentioned like using components as a way to art direct and to create more. Not more interesting layouts, but it's easier to maybe mess around and experiment, I I would assume. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Because I can have uh, these components that are like, have a lot of like smarts to them um, to compose these layouts very easily. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time and I can have like, I have some components that generate these device frames. So I can just have the screenshot mm-hmm. And then the device frame will be generated automatically um, with this new dark nice. mode stuff. Like I've created a, a component that helps me do that. So I can easily like for any image have like a light mode and a dark mode version. Like there's all these things that just make it so much easier and faster to lay out these great designs in a in a very rapid way. Would you consider at some point... Uh making the repo public like open source the code i believe it is <laughs> already <laughs> i don't know if i want everyone to see my code but i think it is if you look up at on github i love to peek at it honestly but 
I also understand it. That's not something. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to put links in the show notes, but if you find, if you look for uh-huh. it, maybe you can find it. Yeah, you can search for it. Cool. Okay. Cool. This is this is great. Again, it looks great. Everyone listening to this, if you haven't already, go check it out for yourself um, and go update your websites. <laughs> and go update your websites. <laughs> I recommend it. See you in a year. Cool. Okay. So uh, it took it took me just fifty one minutes to ask, but how did the talk go? The talk went talk really well. Yeah. So um, was it recorded? It is. Yeah. And there's actually uh, the video is now out. So um, I'll probably put a link in the show notes where uh, you can you can watch the whole thing or not. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, I'm probably not gonna watch it myself, but uh, I'm super happy about it. Uh, I think it turned out really well. Got a lot of good comments about it from people. And um, yeah, this was really solid. Like, I'm excited to do it again. Uh, hopefully, was it recorded? Some some other conferences will have me. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was overall like a really great experience. And it's like I don't know. I feel like maybe this. Send me the link. This is link a me. new. Um, maybe this is a new thing for me. But I'm getting to a point, and maybe it's just new this year. But I'm getting to a point where I'm like happy <laughs> in like my <laughs> life and career where what? <laughs> no, but it's where it's like I feel like I've often been like very like nervous or not mm-hmm. embarrassed is the wrong word, but like you know, I would do a talk and then completely hate it the next second. Um but now I feel like maybe it's just that I've developed a, enough of a process of like getting feedback from all sorts of people that I like really value and respect. But feel like confident. I feel very strongly about this talk and this message and how I'm I'm trying to like it, it's like something that felt true to me that I wanted to say and I hope is like reaching the right people and i think it does because i've gotten messages from people already that are like hey like here's how your talk changed how i approach things so it's like super awesome to to get that feedback and there's totally room for improvement like i'm i'm 100 sure but um it just feels good like i'm i'm happy with it and this is the first time that i was giving this talk um ever so like i typically after i do whenever i do a talk i like almost even if i do it a second time i like almost rewrite the whole thing uh now i think this one i like i would feel confident like giving it again um i probably would change like one or two things but like very minor stuff um so yeah and then uh, i think the the conference had some reviews basically for the speakers which is always like kind of awkward where people can give you a rating out of five how do they like your talk uh and i think they do filter the the feedback like i don't think they would send like horrible that's terrifying though yeah it is a bit terrifying but (laughs) so my what i expected was like look there's gonna be some people who are gonna hate this (laughs) you know and that's fine uh because like my my talk in some aspects is like a little bit controversial um so i'm like look not everyone's gonna like this this is okay i'm i'm willing to accept like a handful of um of haters who really don't like it and whatever it's gonna be fine uh and i know that there, there there's more people who will like it um 
But so they sent me the the comments, and so my talk got a four point seven out of five, uh, and pretty much all That's the comments were positive. Like, I nice. the one slightly like more constructive uh, comment was like, it would would have been awesome for you to uh, spend more time on this section. I would love to like hear more mm. about that. And it was like nice. cool, great, like awesome feedback uh i totally wish that i had time <laughs> to um to go more in depth on that topic but unfortunately this talk was just half an hour but um i'll probably do like a 45 minute version that includes more in this section based on that feedback so it was like yeah overall like really really solid feedback really fun great conference really enjoyed it so um yeah my thanks to the uh, uxdx uh, organizers Really good job. And Dublin cool. was Just so cool, too. YouTube link. I love Dublin. Yeah, I've never been, but I've been meaning to go, actually. And now I have, like, team members there. So oh, nice. another excuse to go and visit. Yeah, super cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, I, I found a YouTube link, so whether you like it or not, okay. the link will oh. be in the show notes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I will watch this tomorrow. Cool. Um, I feel like this this show has been a lot about me, but there's one thing that I want to ask you about. Oh, okay. Um, I've been seeing you on on Twitter. You've been uh, doing a lot of these experiments with NFC readers and uh, <laughs> shortcuts. Uh huh. How's that been going for you? It's interesting. Like it's, I I think it's funny to push yourself not to be creative, but like force yourself to hey, come up with something. Like right. All right. Come up with an idea. <laughs> and most of the ideas are absolutely ridiculous and they have no practical um side of it. But some some are cool. Um I mean I, I've talked I think some of the examples I gave already here in the show. Uh I haven't been using it that much. I mean I have so I have one of my water bottles, like I said, to log water drank on the health app. Uh same for coffee stuff and like timers for teas. Those I actually do use. But then the silliness of like having a drum roll <laughs> and it's a, tell a joke and stuff, that's of course, um, that doesn't, you never actually use that. Yeah, that's but, cool. Um, uh, there's a, actually, it's still pretty buggy. Mm. A lot of stuff is, is actually. So I found out that logging anything to the health app has, it's just, it has an error. You get a notification saying like XPC connection failed, something, something. I know this bug is also, if you, if you have your phone speak to you, like speak back, it uses by default Siri's voice, but you can change the voice. Okay. And by default, if you use Siri's voice, you will also get that error. Like XPC connection cannot be made, something, something. It just fails the shortcut. I've been hitting that a lot. Huh. And by the way, just tip if people have found or encountered this bug, one way you can go around it. Well, if it's because you're using Siri's voice, you can change the voice to another one and usually that, that will do. Um, if you're like me and you're doing the health stuff, um, instead of in the shortcut, instead of logging stuff to health, you create an actual shortcut. And so, and then in the NFC trigger, when you're calling the shortcut, you call the shortcut instead of logging it directly. Oh, wow. Anyway, it's, it's just weird hack. Yeah, I'm one other suggestion I was gonna, I was going to give is um, you could also do it through Waterminder. That's like, a, that's like an app for oh. logging water intake. Oh, I haven't even. Yeah, so I I use the I use the app, app. and so like I've been inspired by you. So I I I did the place an order, (laughs) 
from for some NFC stickers. I'm gonna try to play nice. with them, trying to come up with my yeah. own ideas. But I was like, oh yeah, like that's actually like a pretty cool idea. And so I I tried it right now just with my credit card <laughs> because it's the only <laughs> NFC thing yeah. I have. Um, and you can do it um through the Waterminder app, and it seems to just work. Nice. So so it does have shortcuts. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Cool, cool. Okay, I'll try that. Honestly, um, yeah. The, you mentioned the credit card. That's yeah. I used it for if people don't follow me on Twitter, I use it to to show me the the pin code because I got <laughs> yeah, like new bank like, accounts. Eh, I'm not sure about this one because <laughs> like I have new bank accounts here in in the Netherlands, and I I can't memorize all the pin codes <laughs> for all the cards. And so it had ha- this happened like at least I don't know three, four times a week in where I'm trying to pay for something. I'm like, ah, shit, I forgot. And so it's just that awkward moment where the machine is like, pin, please. And I'm like, wait, one password. <laughs> put my card and then thing, pin, reveal. It's just take a while. So having the shortcut where if you tap your credit card, it, the code pops up. It's super not secure. Right. But, <laughs> it's like, uh, but you know. do, does your phone have to be unlocked for that to work? Or could someone uh, just like if they yeah, have pretty sure. your phone and your credit card could just like <laughs> see your pin basically? No, pretty sure because it does trigger an alert. Right. So like a little, yeah, a little so that should be yeah. alert pops. <laughs> yeah, but also, how fast is Face ID on the this iPhone 11 Pro? Uh, yeah, it's again, because I did skip the 10s. It's way faster than the 10. A little bit faster and more accurate. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah, also, um, I have to say, the the stickers I got, I'm not sure if they're good. <laughs> oh, really? The NFC stickers. Because it does, like, sometimes it does take a while for it actually to trigger. Uh... And I'm pretty sure it's, like, it affects if the where it's stuck, if, it's, if it has, like, a lot of metal surfaces or if there's other oh, yeah. Bluetooth radios or something. So, for example, the, the first example is, like, I put a sticker on the back of the AirPods case, and that one is really hard to trigger. <laughs> I have to, like, be there with the phone close to it for, like, five seconds or more until it actually triggers. Hmm. Um, so I've, I've noticed that. So, for example, in my water bottle, I put a sticker on the bottom. It has, like, metal. Okay. That one is way harder to trigger than the one on the top on the cap, which is plastic. Uh, so I'm pretty sure the materials... Honestly, this is this is just the sticker. It's a bad one, I assume. Because right. I've seen on the internet, like, people who have stickers under surfaces, like under the rug or under a little placemat or something, and they still work through it. Oh, wow. Okay. The ones I got, they definitely don't. I mean, even with so my I'm credit sure card, it's pretty hard to trigger. Yeah, same. I don't. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any, enough data to to make an uh, uh, educated guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, do you yeah, have a new water fun. bottle? What? Do you have a new water bottle? I do. Yeah. What is that? Do you like it? I I do. It's um. It's really nice. But what is it? It's a dopper. I mean, it's pretty popular here. Uh, but it's actually not just a water bottle. It's also a thermos. So the bottom uh. is metal. Has a little cap. You can also buy like a sports cap. So instead of unscrew it, it has a little pop thing. You can pop it uh, open. Okay, cool. And check this. Check this. If you unscrew this top thing, it's like a little, little oh shit cup. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> this is great podcast material. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put links in the show notes from my water bottle. I yeah, guess. that is really cool. But because I I know you made a big deal about your other water bottle. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was surprised to see a different one. <laughs> yeah, this one is way more quieter. Doesn't do the remember that? Oh yeah, but was that the same <laughs> one? Didn't you have the the fancy designer one that everyone has? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I that was like a, just a thermos, like for coffee. I wouldn't use that for water. Oh okay. I still Wait, think that which one, one? Looks dope. Which one are you talking about? The other one. So the the designer one. That's just for coffee. Oh, that's just for coffee. Okay. I mean, you can put water in it, but I wouldn't. It doesn't work that well as a water bottle. Okay. Anywho, this is great podcast material because people <laughs> can see what we're. <laughs> Um, cool. Anyway, yeah, this show, it was great catching up uh, with you. It was great to, it's great to have you back. Um, it was also great to have Freddie around. And by the way, just uh, she did again, a, shout out an to amazing job. Thanks for, yeah. yeah. I listened to the show. It was, it was so fun to listen to, uh, to both of you speak. I, I love her. I think she should be on the show more often. <laughs> so and maybe, I I, think so too. maybe I should uh, also be on uh, vacation more often. <laughs> But I think she did a great <laughs> job, and uh, I would really recommend like if people uh, want more of, of Freddie, we'll definitely try to have her on more often. But um, you can also check out uh, her actual show. <laughs> um, that is pretty good. Yeah, charged. Yes, with Zach Crosser and Owen Williams. Cool. Okay, should we do recommendations? Let's do it before we go. Let's do this. <laughs> so, beautiful. <laughs> Is Peter Pie still a thing? Is I don't still, know. I, Has I, he been canceled yet? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not yet. I mean, maybe he has because I haven't heard anything. I from think him. he has been canceled multiple times <laughs> already. But anyways. oh, by the way, speaking of canceled, because I just remember this. You remember that old recommendation? And also speaking of recommendations, a great segue, Rafa. Uh, <laughs> remember that old recommendation that you you gave of the um, you wrong about podcast? Yes. I want to double down on that. Oh my God. Ever since you recommended that, I've been, I started listening, I listened to it like that night and it's been, it's now one of my favorite shows. I love this podcast like, so much. Did you listen to the uh, OJ Simpson episodes? Yeah. Nicole Brown Simpson. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. Oh, it's good. I really love it. The hosts are great. They have yeah. great chemistry. They don't, like I've, I've been noticing uh, a new, like I think I'm gravitating towards more non-techy podcasts mm. lately. Yeah, me too. Um, and this is a great, like a good podcast that it's not about tech at no. all. But it's not like these people don't care about tech either. It's like they're, you know, they're young. I actually don't know how old they are or how young they are. But anyway, I feel like they're they're so cool. They're very interesting people, both of them. And they have great chemistry together. Yeah. And I just... And I think I this it. show does something really difficult to do which is like they have some very clear sort of like kind of scripted content like it like it Mm -hmm. these shows take a lot of research but they do it in a casual like conversation way as if like you know you're this reporter you're working on this story like tell me about your story and then they like have this back and forth and this real like human conversation and you can hear and feel their personality through that conversation but it still has this like super interesting source material that they get to talk about and that i feel like i'm personally learning so much every time i listen to their episodes so it's really good so i want to i want to re-recommend your recommendation i'm I'm really (laughs) anyway that's not my that's not my actual recommend wait whoa sorry i have a video playing Uh oh because i opened a website 
That's the web for you. What is going on? This website has music? Whoa. Okay, the thing I'm about to recommend, I'm recommending a product, but don't. I don't recommend the website because it has music in it. <laughs> um, I have to be honest, I wasn't going to recommend this because I literally got this item like less than 24 hours ago. But enough people asked me about it on Instagram that I, like I just told them, sure, I'll talk about it. Um, so it's the Ember Mug 2 yes. or Square. <laughs> mug Square, Mug 2, uh, whatever. And this is like one of the silliest items that I purchased. Like one of those, I don't want to be a parody of myself, right? I don't want to be a cliche, but... You know, you're, this is a this is a battery powered mug. Um, it's like a hundred dollar mug. <laughs> it's one forty something. Actually. Oh, one forty. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's it's an expensive <laughs> uh, electric mug, in where its primary function is that it will keep your beverage, whatever you're drinking, coffee, tea. Um, it will keep it warm at, at not just warm, but it will keep it at a desired temperature set by you. So it has an app, of course. <laughs> um, and in the app, it can create presets, and it will, it will you you set the temperature, and it will um, first cool the beverage down to the desired temperature, and then it'll get a little notification saying, "Hey, your beverage is at your it's at the perfect temperature to drink to consume whatever it says," <laughs> and and that's it. Like that's the primary thing. Although it does a little bit more things. So one thing that I didn't know it it actually that it did, but it does is if you create the presets and you effectively just tell it if it's if you, when you when you pour something uh, on your mug, you'll get a notification asking like, "Hey, what are you drinking?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can you can answer like, "Get off my back, none <laughs> 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 your business." <laughs> um, or you can say like, "Oh, it's coffee or it's tea and <laughs> whatever." And then it will when the beverage is done. Because it's it's nice like that. When you're done drinking your drink, it will log in the health oh, app wow. the appropriate caffeine or whatever. Actually, I don't think it's logging the water, but it should maybe. So th- that's another nice thing. Uh, and that's it. You can't you can put it in a dishwasher because it still has electronics mm-hmm. and stuff. In and the battery lasts like. Uh, so I got the there's two sizes. I got the big one, and the battery lasts ninety minutes, hmm. uh, which is not that's not, not a lot. It's not a lot, no. Especially like if you want to keep your beverage warm because you want to keep <laughs> it you know, when you drink it slowly throughout you know a long stretch of time. Ninety minutes is not a lot, but the way I've been using this is uh, it comes with a little like base mat charger. That's how you charge mm-hmm. it. Just place it on top of the thing, and I just I've been using that as a coaster. So effectively, after every drink or every other drink or whatever, just put it back on the charger. Right. That way, it's always charged. You just have to be careful because liquids can't really spill in the. So as a coaster, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're careful enough, uh, it should be fine. And that's it. So my review is like it's it, it's it feels nice. It's heavy. It's uh, it's like a porcelain uh, covered thing. Whatever this is, I don't know how it's made, but it's hefty. It's like it's it's heavy. It feels nice. It feels premium. Yeah, I think it looks great. I got the black matte 
uh, version. There's a white version. There's also a copper uh, version. Also looks cool, but that's that's too extra for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks great. Uh, it is ridiculously expensive, but like I am literally with a mug in front of me with some either coffee or tea with something hot in it, like all day. I work from home. I'm always at my desk. I'm always drinking something. Right. And so I I do use this a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's so easy to make fun of this. <laughs> like there's a million ways to make I fun know. of this mug. But <laughs> I have to say like this is super awesome. Um and so my mom is a big coffee drinker and also works from home. And so nice. last year for Christmas I bought her one. Uh, oh nice and so nice. my mom Such is like not super into technology. Like she has an iPhone and she loves a uh, bit emoji and uh, emoji and these things, but like you know, she's not a techie. Um, so I bought it for her, kind of like not knowing, like kind of half expecting that it wouldn't be used, and she mm-hmm. swears by it. Like she wow. loves it. She's raving about it. Like she only drinks coffee that goes in this mug. like wow it is uh has been like a true game changer for her um so yeah it it, like it is just a really solid product for like if you're a coffee drinker and like yeah like it's a hundred dollar or 150 dollar mug and whatever but how often do you drink coffee (laughs) like and i feel like now like ever since i got her this um every time i go to a coffee shop you know, I don't know if you do this, like sometimes like I, ha- I go to a coffee shop and I, I, I'm there to like have a meeting with, with someone. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes like that meeting is like going to be like two, three hours or something. Um, and it's like, I, what kind of meetings are you well, having? it depends. Or yeah, I don't know. Maybe Just one, kidding. one or two hours <laughs> is more accurate, yeah. but like, um, it's a crazy how fast my hot chocolate gets, gets cold. <laughs> I know. (laughs) And I just like, I'm starting to like think like, maybe I should get one of these, like to just take to coffee shops and be like, you know what? Pour your little, your little hot chocolate in this. Um, Because yeah, like you do want your, your beverage to stay, to stay warm. So yeah. um, I think it's, it's pretty good product. Good recommendation. Cool. By the way, they also have a travel mug that I mm. assume does the same. So maybe it's best suited for that. Right. Um, I do think the 90 minutes battery life, though, is slightly problematic. But I think so, too. Yeah, no, it's not. That is Especially not for the travel one, right? Like, Because for you, you could do the coaster thing and it's not too bad. But for travel, it's like... Oh, know. does the travel also has the same? Well, actually, oh, no, I so don't know. Yeah, I should... No, it has up to three hours, actually. Oh, okay. The, the travel mug. Okay. That's better. It's it's way bigger. Yeah, it looks great. It looks really good. It has mm. a little LCD. You know what do you call this type of LCDs? In where it's like dot matrix. It looks like it's kind of it's coming out of the thing. Like there's no clear bounds mm. for a screen. Think the you remember the Nike Fuel Band thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like the Google Home Mini. Like the LEDs come out of Shine the through. flat. But I feel like it makes more mode. sense on the Google Home because it's just like uh, some kind of mesh fabric thing. Right. Yeah. Whereas this is like yeah. pure magic. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It looks great. This looks cool. Yeah. And you know, like they do sell it at Apple stores. So I, I feel like that's a that's a good like Barometer. it can't be that bad. 
Like it's, it can't be a shitty product because usually Apple wouldn't sell. Okay, them. challenge but, for our listeners: find a terrible product that is being sold on the <laughs> app store. I'm sure you can find one. <laughs> but yeah, hey, I, okay. I get your point. I get your point. Speaking of terrible products and Apple stores and things you can buy at Apple stores, I have a. I think this is a world premiere. But I, in the recommendation section, I am asking for a recommendation. Um, it's very simple. I. I had for my iPhone 10 and previous actually I had I bought this um like sports uh like armband for for my phone and it was this Belkin I believe uh it was like my favorite arm strap ever because it was not a little pouch thing that you would slip your phone into it was an actual iPhone case within the strap huh and that was wonderful and I loved it and I bought it for every so phone so is the idea that, that you I could had. like take your phone out and just kind of like use it with a case and then stick it back on or yeah imagine like the apple silicone case but it had like a strap uh, in the back Mm. and that strap had the good velcro type like the apple watch velcro Mm. so the good velcro not the one that gets all whatever (laughs) so it's like that anyway i loved i love that strap and they always sold it at apple stores that's how i found it and that's where i bought all of the other because i bought one for deborah i bought one for like all my family members <laughs> i just i really love that strap band armband whatever you call it and so uh ever since i got the iphone 11 pro of course it wouldn't fit my old iphone 10 case mm. and i'm like well i'm sure they're just gonna sell um an updated version of that arm uh, that strap but i can't I can't find it at Apple stores. I can't find it on the website. Um, at least when, like I only looked like the first week after I got the phone. So maybe it, they just, it took them a while to catch up and ship the updated version. But so if not, and I will check it. And I guess if there's, if there's one on, <laughs> I'll edit all this out. Or you know what? I'll just say, oh, actually I found it. So here's a second recommendation. I only, I would only use a soundbite if I found it. If not, <laughs> I would love a recommendation for a good, uh, armband strap case thing for your phone so you can go run with your phone if anyone knows a good one let me know and of course iPhone 11 Pro compatible cool stop bragging <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest of flexes okay um, Kevin what is your recommendation okay so my recommendation is actually really hard to explain <laughs> but um, it's this article from Wait But Why called The Story of Us. Do you know Wait But Why? No. Okay, cool. Wait, Shit. But why? That, that's Are awesome. You asking me this? Okay, so Wait But Why is a website that is basically just one guy, to my understanding, um, one writer. Uh, it's called Tim Urban. Uh, and uh, he's just like a really awesome writer who is kind of like a sort of CGP Grey of blog posts, <laughs> in a way, um, where he will explain you a bunch of things. And I think, I believe I got to know him when he um, wrote like a series of articles on Tesla, but he's wrote like a ton of articles about different things. Hmm. And uh, I highly recommend looking at the back catalog. He had like a really popular TED Talk that was about... Uh, procrastination uh and like the the chaos monkey and all these things and like his style of writing like involves a lot of stick figures and kind of 
having these metaphors to explain new things. Um, so he recently started publishing this um, this kind of series of articles called The Story of Us. And basically, like, in the introduction, he talks about it. Basically, this is, like, um, an article about society and how current modern society got to where we are today. Because uh, of sapiens? Sort of, but not really. So sapiens goes... Here's like the history of yeah. things that happen. He goes, here's how your brain works. Oh shit. And here's how like starting from here's how cells work together and how basically oh, humans are just like bigger cells. And that like in many ways, like a human itself is not the living entity like the living entity is a group of humans um whoa because like every pretty much every human like has a certain group that they identify as being a part of that they're very loyal to and he talks about like a bunch of concepts like the us versus them kind of mentality and like there's so many concepts and I don't think he's even done publishing the story. The, the stories like each article is a really long article. Um, and there's, I think as of now, like eight or nine parts, uh, or chapters, eight, eight chapters for now. Um, and I don't think it's even over yet. <laughs> um, so, but it explains, it explains a lot and it's like super interesting um to read about just like kind of who we are as as humans and also talks a bit about uh democracy and kind of political landscapes and just human behaviors and psychology and it just honestly like this is the best like thing that i've read like all year i, I would say like it is Whoa. that good uh and it's not even over yet so um yeah i totally recommending it it's a bit of a commitment like i had to uh, dig up uh um instapaper <laughs> that i haven't <laughs> wow. used in a really long time Whoa. but because i just need to keep my place in the the various chapters but he's done a good job at kind of like organizing the different uh the different thoughts um so yeah totally recommend it um my Give it God, a read. It's the paper. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's the paper. Is that is that still good? Is that still supported? Are it's a fine. I mean, it's still the same. <laughs> it hasn't changed at all. So. Do you remember the grid view in the iPad? I always hated it. Maybe I've never really been a big iPad user, to be honest. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, any any grid view, basically, I hate. <laughs> in anything yeah it's hit it too it's like i've i've just upgraded my mac to um the new version of whatever catalina i think it's called the itunes app is so infuriating there's a single view that i can use which is the songs view and then i like filter by the date added and that is it that is the only way i can use music music. yeah i use apple music um every other view is super frustrating like i can't 
choose the display like for example like i have a recently played playlist but if the order is the wrong order like it flips the most recent song is at the bottom rather than being at the top and then the recently added section which is like a section they provide is like an album's view <laughs> and like yeah it, it's like it's been designed by someone who hasn't listened to music in the last decade where everything is a single like nothing is an actual album anymore <laughs> like everything is one song it's so it's so stupid i don't know why oh okay I th- you know what so first i use apple music very differently from you apparently because i I honestly just spend my life on for you browse or pro tip. If you just want to play something and feel confident, like something that I enjoy, whatever, and you don't want to think about it, you can just play a for like a your name station, like mm-hmm. so Kevin's station. I just play like Raphael's station, whatever, and that's pretty good. You can just leave it on forever. Um, but so anyway, I just use the for you and browse tab mostly, and I just mm-hmm. scroll, scroll, scroll until so I just pick a random playlist. Looks, out of that um well i have like a couple go-tos um but usually they all they would pop up on my on either the for you or browse section even if it's like something that i put uh, on my like recently listen to section uh but hey i have uh, a, i have a tip for you to make that recently added okay. thing more useful okay. um you can do this on both your mac and iphone i'm not sure if the, if it syncs the preference but um okay so if you go to preferences and you go to advanced tab, the first checkbox says add songs to library when adding to playlists. Yes. Uh, uncheck that. Yeah, it's unchecked right now. Okay. So when you add a playlist, it, w- it won't add all the individual songs yeah, to no. your library. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would be horrible. <laughs> I don't even know why oh, they have okay. this option. That's what I thought <laughs> was happening when you said every song is a single. <laughs> no, but they're all a single, like... I have like the new Frank Ocean single here. It's like just one song. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to play the whole album. Or I guess there's no all album. There's no album. You no, know? it's just a single song. So it's yeah. Not pointless. Anyways, I don't know. That's anyway. my rant. iTunes. Uh, okay. It's well, like, I mean, this is this is Apple Music technically, but I it's basically just iTunes, really. <laughs> so, yeah, very very annoying. Cool. Okay, I will recommend that we finish this show. Let's do um, that. So, <laughs> so many recommendations. You can follow. You can what? So many yeah, recommendations. So many, this is a long recommendation section. Uh, I recommend you follow us on Instagram. Not Instagram. On <laughs> Twitter. We don't have an Instagram thing. Sorry. Follow, it's late. Follow us on Twitter. We got at layoutfm. You can follow Kevin by following him by going to twitter.com slash. Oh my Vernal god! Are you kick. stalling for time? <laughs> find my username <laughs> or slash com slash at vernal cake i think both work you should try both there you go and you can follow me i'm at rafahari and you can check our website uh that's uh layout.fm and there you have a bunch of other episodes in fact all of them i would say and all of the show notes for all of the episodes and you can find links to subscribe you can find links more information if you want to sponsor this show just like our good friends at flat iron school um so do that and if you want to look at more stuff and more and, and have more websites to visit visit spec.fm which is like the big podcasting network that we're a part of and we are very proud to be a part of um so check them out 
And lastly, you're like, hey, Rafa, my browser is still on the foreground. I can still visit more links. Like, great. Then visit flatironschool.com slash layout because that way they will know that, hey, people who listen to layout and listen to our ad actually are super cool listeners and they do check our ads. I mean, our products, our sponsors. So check them out. And our thanks to Flatiron School uh, for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Uh, my thanks to Kevin to be back. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. And my thanks to you who are still listening to this. <laughs> Don't you know that this, this is, is the outro? This is like the episode like, that never ends. I think we should just keep going. I know. <laughs> And I can also tell you, I mean, you could have probably make that assumption yourself when you check the, how, how many seconds are remaining in this episode, but there is no after show on this episode. I'm pretty sure because it's 1am uh, in seven minutes. Kevin, don't ruin, don't ruin this for me. Rafa, it's 1am and I'm pretty sure. What do you think about sure, the new Star Wars trailer? <laughs> God damn it, you don't know. <laughs> Well, what about what about that one shot where Ray and Kylo sort of hit a thing together? Okay, <laughs> you know here's shot? the thing. Okay, I I watched the trailer once before lunch, and it was like, this is a really cool trailer. I want to see it again, and I want to dissect it uh, frame by frame, and I want to talk to Kevin about it. But I haven't done any of this stuff yet. So, I want to like I want to be an informed person to talk about this. So right. I will watch the trailer, maybe frame by frame. Let's talk about it next week. Okay, it's your show. Ah, <laughs> 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 <sighs> that's good to be back. <laughs>